Psalm 51, Part 2 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2 by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 51, Part 2. Verse 7. Thou shalt sprinkle me, he saith, with hyssop, and I shall be cleansed. Hyssop we know to be a herb humble but healing, to the rock it is said to adhere with roots. Thence in a mystery the similitude of cleansing the heart has been taken. Do thou also take hold, with the root of thy love, on thy rock. Be humble in thy humble God, in order that thou mayest be exalted in thy glorified God. Thou shalt be sprinkled with hyssop, the humility of Christ shall cleanse thee. Despise not the herb, attend to the efficacy of the medicine. Something further I will say, which we are wont to hear from physicians, or to experience in sick persons. Hyssop, they say, is proper for purging the lungs. In the lung is wont to be noted pride, for there is inflation, there breathing. It was said of Saul the persecutor, as of Saul the proud, that he was going to bind Christians, breathing slaughter. He was breathing out slaughter, breathing out blood, his lung not yet cleansed. Here also in this place one humbled, because with hyssop purged. Thou shalt sprinkle me with hyssop, and I shall be cleansed. Thou shalt wash me, that is, shalt cleanse me and above snow I shall be whitened, although, he saith, your sins shall have been like scarlet, like snow I will whiten. Out of such men Christ doth present to himself a vesture without spot and wrinkle. Further, his vesture on the mount, which shone forth like whitened snow, signified the church cleansed from every spot of sin. But where is humility from hyssop? Hear what followeth. Verse 8. To my hearing thou shalt give exultation and gladness, and bones humbled shall exult. To my hearing, he saith, thou shalt give exultation and gladness. I will rejoice in hearing thee, not in speaking against thee. Thou hast sinned, why defendest thou thyself? Thou wilt speak. Suffer thou, hear, yield to divine words, lest thou be put to confusion, and be still more wounded. Sin hath been committed, be it not defended. To confession let it come, not to defense. Thou engagest thyself as defender of thy sin. Thou art conquered. No innocent patron hast thou engaged. Thy defense is not profitable to thee. For who art thou that defendest thyself? Thou art meet to accuse thyself. Say not either, I have done nothing, or what great thing have I done, or other men as well have done. If in doing sin thou sayest thou hast done nothing, thou wilt be nothing, thou wilt receive nothing. God is ready to give indulgence, thou closest the door against thyself. 
he is ready to give do not oppose the bar of defence but open the bosom of confession to my hearing thou shalt give exultation and gladness may he grant me himself to say what i think more happy are they that hear than they that speak for he that learneth is humble but he that teacheth laboureth that he be not proud lest the inclination to please men to their hurt steal over him lest he displease god that he would please men there is great dread in one teaching my brethren great is our trembling over these our words believe our heart which ye cannot see himself knoweth who i pray be merciful to us who be favourable to us with how much of that trembling we speak to you but when we hear himself suggest anything and teaching within we are without concern without concern we rejoice for we are under a master his glory we seek him teaching we laud his truth delighteth us within where no one maketh or heareth sound there he said was his gladness and his exultation to my hearing he saith thou shalt give exultation and gladness and therefore because humble he heareth he that heareth that heareth truly and heareth well heareth humble for the glory is in him from whom he heareth what he heareth after that he hath said to my hearing thou shalt give exultation and gladness immediately he hath declared what hearing doth bones humbled shall exult humbled are the bones the bones of one hearing have not haughtiness have not swelling which he that speaketh doth scarce conquer in himself thence also that great man was humble than whom among those born of women no one greater hath arisen he that so humbled himself that he pronounced himself unworthy to loose the latchet of his lord's shoe that john baptist giving glory to his master and thus to his friend he saith when he was thought to be christ and of this thing might have been proud and having enlarged himself for he had not himself said he was christ but he might have accepted the mistake of men so thinking of themselves willing to confer this honour but he voided the false honour in order that he might find true glory and see the humility of the hearing he saith he that hath the bride is the bridegroom but the friend of the bridegroom standeth and heareth him he made himself one standing and hearing not one falling and speaking he standeth he saith and heareth him ye have heard the hearing where is the exultation and gladness immediately he continueth standeth and heareth him and with joy rejoiceth because of the voice of the bridegroom to my hearing thou shalt give exultation and gladness and bones humbled shall exult verse nine turn thou away thy face from my sins and all mine iniquities blot out for now bones humbled exult now with hyssop cleansed humble i have become 
turn thou away thy face not from me but from my sins for in another place praying he saith turn not away thy face from me he that would not that god's face be turned away from himself would that god's face be turned away from his sins for to sin when god turneth not himself away he adverteth if he adverteth he animadverteth turn away thy face from my sins and all mine iniquities blot out he is busied with that capital sin he reckoneth on more he would have all his iniquities to be blotted out he relieth on the physician's hand on that great mercy upon which he hath called in the beginning of the psalm all mine iniquities blot out god turneth away his face and so blotteth out by turning away his face sins he blotteth out by turning towards he writeth them thou hast heard of him blotting out by turning away hear of him by turning towards doing what but the countenance of the lord is upon men doing evil things that he may destroy from the earth the remembrance of them he shall destroy the remembrance of them not by blotting out their sins but here he doth ask what turn away thy face from my sins well he asketh for he doth not himself turn away his face from his sins saying for my sin i acknowledge with reason thou askest and well askest that god turn away from thy sin if thou from thence dost not turn away face but if thou settest thy sin at thy back god doth there set his face do thou turn sin before thy face if thou wilt that god thence turn away his face and then safely thou askest and he heareth verse ten a clean heart create in me o god create he meant to say as it were begin something new but because repentant he was praying that he had committed some sin which before he had committed he was more innocent he showeth after what manner he hath said create and a right spirit renew in my inner parts by my doing he saith the uprightness of my spirit hath been made old and bowed for he saith in another psalm they have bowed my soul and when a man doth make himself stoop unto earthly lust he is bowed in a manner but when he is made erect for things above upright is his heart made in order that god may be good to him for how good is the god of israel to the upright of heart moreover brethren listen sometimes god chastiseth in this world for his sin him that he pardoneth in the world to come for even to david himself to whom it had been already said by the prophet thy sin is put away there happened certain things which god had threatened for that very sin for his son abesalom against him waged bloody war and many ways humbled his father he was walking in grief in the tribulation of his humiliation 
so resigned to god that ascribing to him all that was just he confessed that he was suffering nothing undeservedly having now an heart upright to which god was not displeasing a slanderous person and one throwing in his teeth harsh curses he patiently heard one of the soldiers on the opposite side that were with his unnatural son and when he was heaping curses upon the king one of the companions of david enraged would have gone and smitten him but he is kept back by david and he is kept back how for that he said god sent him to curse me acknowledging his guilt he embraced his penance seeking glory not his own praising the lord in that good which he had praising the lord in that which he was suffering blessing the lord alway ever his praise was in his mouth such are all the upright in heart not those crooked persons who think themselves upright and god crooked who when they do any evil thing rejoice when they suffer any evil thing blaspheme nay if set in tribulation and scourging they say from their distorted heart o god what have i done to thee truly it is because they have done nothing to god for they have done all to themselves and an upright spirit renew in my inner parts verse eleven cast me not forth from thy face turn away thy face from my sins and cast me not forth from thy face whose face he feareth upon the face of the same he calleth cast me not forth from thy face and thy holy spirit take not away from me for there is the holy spirit in one confessing even now to the gift of the holy spirit it belongeth that what thou hast done displeaseth thee the unclean spirit sins do please the holy one they displease though then thou still implore pardon yet thou art joined to god on the other part because the evil thing that thou hast committed displeaseth thee for the same thing displeaseth both thee and him now ye are two to assail thy fever thou and the physician for the reason that there cannot be confession of sin and punishment of sin in a man of himself when one is angry with himself and is displeasing to himself then it is not without the gift of the holy spirit nor doth he say thy holy spirit give to me but take not away from me and thy holy spirit take not away from me verse twelve give back to me the exaltation of thy salvation give back what i had what by sinning i had lost give back to me the exaltation of thy salvation to wit of thy christ for who without him can be made whole because even before that he was the son of mary in the beginning he was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and so by the holy fathers this is believed to have been the dispensation of flesh taken upon him 
which was to be as is believed by us to have been done times are changed not faith give back to me the exultation of thy salvation and with principal spirit confirm me some have here understood the trinity in god itself god the dispensation of flesh being accepted therefrom since it is written god is a spirit for that which is not body and yet is seemeth to exist in such sort that it is spirit therefore some understand here the trinity spoken of in upright spirit the son in holy spirit holy ghost in principal spirit father whether then this be so or whether upright spirit he would have to be taken of man himself when he saith an upright spirit renew in my inner parts which i have bowed and distorted by sinning so that in that case the holy spirit be himself the principal spirit which also he would not have to be taken away from him and thereby would have himself to be confirmed therein is not any heretical opinion but see what he annexeth with spirit he saith principal confirm thou me wherein confirm because thou hast pardoned me because i am secure that what thou hast forgiven is not to me ascribed on this being made secure and with this grace confirmed therefore i am not ungrateful but i shall do what verse thirteen i would teach unrighteous men thy ways i would teach unrighteous men being of unrighteous that is one that was myself an unrighteous man now no longer unrighteous the holy spirit not having been taken away from me and i being confirmed with principal spirit i would teach unrighteous men thy ways what ways wilt thou teach unrighteous men and ungodly men to thee shall be converted if david's sin is counted for ungodliness let not ungodly men despair of themselves forasmuch as god hath spared an ungodly man but let them take heed that to him they be converted that his ways they learn but if david's deed is not counted for ungodliness but this is properly called ungodliness namely to apostatize from god not to worship one god or never to have worshipped or to have forsaken him whom one did worship then what he saith hath the force of superabundance and ungodly men shall to thee be converted so full art thou of the fatness of mercy that for those converted to thee not only sinners of any sort but even ungodly there is no cause for despair wherefore that believing on him that justifieth an ungodly man their faith may be counted for righteousness verse fourteen deliver me from bloods o god god of my health the latin translator hath expressed though by a word not latin yet an accuracy from the greek for we all know that in latin sanguines bloods are not spoken of nor yet sanguina bloods in the neuter 
nevertheless because the greek translator had thus used the plural number not without reason but because he found this in the original language of the hebrew a godly translator hath preferred to use a word not latin rather than one not exact wherefore then hath he said in the plural number from bloods in many bloods as in the origin of the sinful flesh many sins he would have to be understood the apostle having regarded the very sins which come of the corruption of flesh and blood saith flesh and blood shall not possess the kingdom of god for doubtless after the true faith of the same apostle that flesh shall rise again and shall itself gain incorruption as he saith himself this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal put on immortality because then this corruption is of sin by the name thereof sins are called in like manner as both that morsel of flesh and member which playeth in the mouth when we articulate words is called a tongue and that is called a tongue which by the tongue is made as we call one tongue the greek another the latin for the flesh is not diverse but the sound in the same manner then as the speech which is made by the tongue is called a tongue so also the iniquity which is made by blood is called blood heeding then his many iniquities as in the expression above verse nine and all my iniquities blot out and ascribing them to the corruption of flesh and blood free me he saith from bloods that is free me from iniquities cleanse me from all corruption for incorruption he desireth who saith deliver me from bloods because flesh and blood shall not possess the kingdom of god nor corruption incorruption deliver me from bloods o god god of my health he showeth that when there hath been perfect health in that body corruption in it there shall not be which is implied in the name of flesh and blood for thus is the perfect soundness of the body for after what sort is that sound which slippeth which hath need which hath a kind of perpetual sickness of hunger and of thirst these things then shall not be because meat is for the belly and the belly for meats but god shall make void both it and them there shall be a form of body made perfect out of god death having been swallowed up into victory no corruption remaining no defect creeping over being changed by no ages by no toil wearied so is that it be to be supported by food or any meat but we shall not be without meat and drink god himself shall be our food and our drink such food alone restoreth and faileth not deliver me from bloods o god god of my health for in a manner now we are in that same health hear the apostle for by hope we have been made whole and observe that he was speaking of actual health of body in our own selves he saith we groan awaiting the adoption the redemption of our body for by hope we have been made whole 
but hope which is seen is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he hope for but if for what we see not we hope we by patience wait for it of him that shall have persevered unto the end is that very patience he shall be made whole this is the health which we have not yet but are to have not yet is the substance but certain hope and my tongue shall exult of thy righteousness verse fifteen o lord my lips thou shalt open and my mouth shall tell of thy praise thy praise because i have been created thy praise because sinning i have not been forsaken thy praise because i have been admonished to confess thy praise because in order that i might be secured i have been cleansed my lips thou shalt open and my mouth shall tell of thy praise verse sixteen because if thou hadst willed sacrifice i would have given it surely david was living at that time when sacrifices of victim animals were offered to god and he saw these times that were to be do we not perceive ourselves in these words those sacrifices were figurative foretelling the one saving sacrifice not even we have been left without a sacrifice to offer to god for hear what he saith having a concern for his sin and wishing the evil thing which he hath done to be forgiven him if thou hast willed he saith sacrifice i would have given it surely with holocaust thou wilt not be delighted nothing shall we therefore offer so shall we come to god and whence shall we propitiate him offer certainly in thyself thou hast what thou mayest offer do not from without fetch frankincense but say in me are o god thy vows which i will render of praise to thee do not from without seek cattle to slay thou hast in thyself what thou mayest kill verse seventeen sacrifice to god is a spirit troubled a heart contrite and humbled god despiseth not utterly he despiseth bull he goat ram now is not the time that these should be offered they were offered when they indicated something when they promised something when the things promised come the promises are taken away a heart contrite and humbled god despiseth not ye know that god is high if thou shalt have made thyself high he will be far from thee if thou shalt have humbled thyself he will draw near to thee see who this is david as one man was seeming to implore see ye here our image and the type of the church verse eighteen deal kindly o lord in thy good will with zion with this zion deal kindly what is zion a city holy what is a city holy that which cannot be hidden being upon a mountain established zion in prospect because it hath prospect of something which it hopeth for for zion is interpreted prospect and jerusalem vision of peace verse 
ye perceive then yourselves to be in Zion and in Jerusalem, if, being sure, ye look for hope that is to be, and if ye have peace with God. And be the walls of Jerusalem builded. Deal kindly, O Lord, in thy good will with Zion, and be the walls of Jerusalem builded. For not to herself let Zion ascribe her merits. Do thou with her deal kindly. Be the walls of Jerusalem builded. Be the battlements of our immortality laid, in faith and hope and charity. Verse 19 Then thou shalt accept the sacrifice of righteousness. But now sacrifice for iniquity, to wit, a spirit troubled and a heart humbled. Then the sacrifice of righteousness, praises alone. For blessed they that dwell in thy house, for ever and ever they shall praise thee. For this is the sacrifice of righteousness. Oblations and Holocaust. What are Holocaust? A whole victim by fire consumed. When a whole beast was laid upon the altar with fire to be consumed, it was called a Holocaust. May divine fire take us up whole, and that fervor catch us whole. What fervor? Neither is there that hideth himself from the heat thereof. What fervor? That whereof speaketh the apostle, in spirit fervent. Be not merely our soul taken up by that divine fire of wisdom, but also our body, that it may earn there immortality. So be it lifted up for a holocaust, that death be swallowed into victory. Oblations and Holocaust. Then shall they lay upon thine altar calves. Whence calves? What shall he therein choose? Will it be the innocence of the new age, or next freed from the yoke of the law? The psalm in the name of Christ is ended, though perchance not as we would, yet as we could. It remaineth in few words to address you, brethren, because of the many evil things amid which we live. For living in things human, we cannot withdraw from things human. With forbearance we must live amid evil men. Because, when we were evil, with forbearance good men have lived amid us. Not forgetting what we have been, we shall not despair of those that now are what we have been. Nevertheless, dearly beloved, in so great diversity of morals, and so detestable a corruption, rule your houses, rule your children, rule your families. In like manner as to us it belongeth in the church to speak with you, so to you it belongeth so to do in your houses, that ye may give a good account of them that have been committed to your charge. God loveth discipline but it is a perverse and false harmlessness to give the rein to sins. Very much without profit, very destructively doth the son experience leniency in his father, to the end that hereafter from God he may experience severity, and that not alone, but together with his careless father. But why? If he sinneth not himself, and doth not what his son doth, for that reason ought he not to restrain his son from that very wickedness. 
is it perchance in order that the son may think that the father also would do such things if he had not grown old sin which to thee is not displeasing in thy son doth delight thee but the age hath left thee not the concupiscence most of all my brethren take heed to your sons that believe for whom ye have engaged that they should be baptized but perchance an evil son despiseth both the warnings of his father and reproof and severity do thou fulfil thy part god of him doth exact his end of psalm fifty one